Welcome to this corner of Mess and Mercy Ministries, where we believe the gospel changes everything for the believer. And if it hasn't changed anything, you probably got something else. This is your host, Katie Sanders. Hey guys, I want to um, talk to you for a few minutes this morning. Good news is I've already been crying, so you don't have to anticipate it. It's already here. Um, a couple of Mondays ago, the kids were out of school for a staff development day and it's on a Monday. And so whoever decides that those things are on Mondays and not on Fridays, I think we need to take a vote on it and you can write my vote down as a a no for Mondays. Mondays are not good days. And I wake my kids up singing in the mornings. Um, I really don't know why, but um, we, that's what we do. And so I start singing at the coffee pot and I sing until I get the last kid up, whoever, however many are here. And my son, before I got to start singing and before I started my coffee, were waiting, was waiting on me at the coffee pot. And he's like, mom, um, since we're home today, can you make us breakfast? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll make you some breakfast (laughs) on a Monday. Sure will. And he leaned in a little closer because he saw me walking towards a cabinet that meant maybe like some pretend breakfast, you know, something kind of cooked, but really not. And he's like, mom, can, can it be homemade? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it can be, it, it can be homemade. And so I pulled some Martha White muffins out of our pantry and I threw some water in it and I let him stir them up and he thought they were homemade. They weren't. I know they weren't. And he still doesn't know that they weren't. And we made it through that Monday. But what is it made of, really? I was leaving church last Sunday, and um, I saw this girl from a distance, and I was like, gosh, that face looks familiar. And so, naturally, she turns while I'm like, I don't have my glasses on, but face looks familiar. And we made eye contact. And by the time I decided it was who I thought it was, the time had passed, but it was somebody that grew up in the same town that I grew up in. And um, I was like, gosh, should I have said something? I don't, probably not. I probably shouldn't have said something. Because what would I say? Hey, I haven't seen you in, I don't know, 15 years. And um, how's your life? I, you know, I wouldn't say anything because I, I really just don't talk to people is what but I guess I put that somewhere in a place where it was going to bother me later because I walked in yesterday morning to church and I was in a hurry I was by myself um my husband was going to come and meet me for the service and I was going to go and serve in little kids and I met somebody from home again, and I'm like, what are y'all doing here? Why are y'all here? But I still didn't speak because it caught me so off guard. 
and so I get into this room and I'm trying to check in on this kiosk and there are many Sanders, many more than I was prepared for. And so I'm just scrolling down this list and I, it's not in alphabetical order, I don't think, because, or I was so worked up that I didn't see Katie, but I did see Neil and I was like, oh, I know who that is. That, yeah. And so I clicked the family of Neil and he didn't have anybody listed under his family. And it told me I was not qualified to be there. And I was like, no joke. And so I waited. I was like, you know what? I don't know my name. All of you strangers that are behind me, y'all just come in and get checked in. And then we will, um, I'm going to try this again. And I don't know what the alert system is, but at that point, some alarms should have been going off. It's like, hey, somebody is trying to get in to steal the children. Um, but nobody, there was no alarm. Um, rest assured, the gates are super tricky, so I'm sure your kids are safe. But when I got back up there, I found my name. And I was like, just get to your room. I am so frazzled at this point. I literally have hives on my elbows. Okay. Um, and I'm like, what is wrong with me? But I was in two-year-olds yesterday. And so I didn't really have a lot of time to figure it out. Um, we were running around. We were rolling on the floor. Um, being corrected by two-year-olds for what the difference is between a goldfish and a cracker. And... I come out and I see somebody else and I'm like, why do I feel this way? Like, what is wrong with me? And I call my husband. And I'm like, Neil, are you here? Like, I'm thinking, please, please let him be here so I can at least see these strangers not by myself. And so I see him and he is standing in the lobby on his cell phone and he is waiting on me. And I take him by the hand and I get to the door and it's communion day and I'm like oh lord come on like I just want to get home without crying but yes give me the blood give me the body because we have had some traumatic experiences with communion over the last couple of months with my son when you know he was saved earlier this year and um that's another story for another time but we get in and I'm talking to him and we're talking about our oldest daughter and I was like you know I just I want her to have this opportunity and I want her to have this opportunity and my heart hurts because I'm seeing all of these people from home and I realize that I'm remembering what it was like for me and how exhausted I was trying to keep up this face that everything was okay and how I didn't want to ever go back because things weren't okay and it sucked and people remember and people still remember when you say you know that girl who's dad and they're like oh yeah that girl
And when they sang the first song, the words said something about Jesus taking our shame. And I was like, that is it. That That is what I'm running room to room from. Shame from what? I don't, I'm, what, what? And the answer is, I don't even know. I came home after church and I just sat in my office. I told my husband, I was like, look, go take a nap or something. I need to go and spend some time with this word. So I can be ready to go back because we volunteered to do group launch and to do life with people and small group and that's definitely out of my husband's comfort zone and so I just needed to go and spend some time with God and say God identify this for me Help me, because you know, you know that things are coming. I know that the things that we've been asked to do lately, things that I'm terrified of, that I have such a peace about, because I know God, and I believe in God, and I, I think that He changes names and identities, and that there is literally a, a resurrection of self in our new bodies in Christ. I know that. God, what what happened? And I get to this place in Revelation 2, and it says, To the one who conquers, I will give the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone with a new name written on it, a stone that no one knows except for the one who receives it. I was like, well, what's that mean? God, I, I see it. What, 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 what do you want me to do with that? But what's it really made of? Do you know that the word manna means, what is it? His <laughs> his provision for 40 Years in the wilderness means, what is it? And I don't really have any significance for that, except for I didn't realize that until this past week. And um, there it is again. And so it probably means something, but not today. <sighs> Yesterday, the sermon was on us moving away from that place of Adam um, and stepping into our adoption into the kingdom of Christ as believers and how that was imputed to us, that righteousness was imputed. There was a transfer we received. That transaction was on our behalf. And in, in this text, It talks about that white stone, and that was symbolic of the acquittal from the court of law. 
evidence of having been counted in friendship. I'll give you a white stone. You were acquitted. You were forgiven. Here, here is the evidence of my friendship with you. The word new here means given now for the first time to begin to be far different than before. The word to know means the force and meaning of something which has a definite meaning. with a new name on it that no one knows like no one can be entirely sure nobody can be entirely it, it's not indefinitely sure except for to the one who receives it receives here means to take what is one's own of that which is taken and not let go of to him who conquers, to him who believes in Christ. I will give a white tomb. I will give a symbol of our friendship, of your acquittal. And I will give you a new name, a name you've never had before, a different name. To begin to be different because you don't get it all at once, right? It is it is a growing, a stretching. You continue and you continue. Somebody said a few weeks a, a few weeks ago, you get salvation once. Not salvation. You get your change once. That experience with Christ once, but not all at once. Like you continue to grow and transform in Christ. And then it says... No one knows except the one who receives. But their reality is, back at home, I did things that I shouldn't have done. I hurt people that I shouldn't have hurt, said things that I shouldn't have said. And there might be people that are still hurting over some of those things. I, I, I don't know. I will go to the jail tonight and there will be a room full of women that feel the same way, that feel like they've hurt somebody and they can't get their lives back because they're drowning in their own shame and unforgiveness. And so they never reach a place of Christ because they can't come to the ends of their self because their stuff is so much... I want to be somebody with a new name, but reality is, it is what it is. You've probably done some things too, whether you know it or not, that have hurt some people, that are still hurting some people. But there are a couple of things that you shouldn't say unless you mean them. And one of those is, forgiveness don't tell somebody you forgive them if you don't 
because it'll eat you alive every day until you reach that point to where you're ready. <laughs> Don't say I'm sorry if you're not because God wants that repentant heart. He wants that posture that we turn from, not the things that we say. We are getting, we, we get so, Lord, forgive me for the times that I fail you. Lord, forgive me for the times that I fail you. No, Lord, forgive me for who I am, not what I do. Who I am, who I am is bad. And that's what it's saying in Romans chapter five. It says, we are of Adam. We are born bad. We are born not okay. But then Christ, Christ came. Christ is the intercessor. He is the one that give us that new name. And he's the only one that recognizes it because, gosh, he is the only one that can see you through the blood of Christ. Like, God knows. And so the rest is okay. You are not disqualified. I don't care what that kiosk <laughs> tells you. Stand in that line and find your name and step into the new identity that you have been given, whether they know it or not, because you know it, because you had that encounter and you received that song and you got that name. And it is not because of anything that you've done. There's nothing that you can do today that will please God so much to give you that name and there's nothing that you could not do today that would please God so much that he would give you that name but there's also nothing bad that you could do it is yours it says definite hold on to it it cannot be taken nothing bad nothing good will change your position with Christ. And I don't care if you have told a white lie about your neighbor or committed capital murder. It is all the same to Christ. I was reading through Joshua and it says that Joshua comes to the Jordan and there's an angel of the army of the Lord standing before him. And Joshua says, who are you for? Are you for us or them? And that angel says, neither. I, I am for neither. I, for I am from the army of the angel of the Lord. Like I, I'm, I'm of the Lord's army. I'm not on your side. I'm not on their side. The question is, are you on my side? Are you with me? We are with God or we're not. We are for God or we're not. We believe in God or we don't. It's homemade or it isn't. You can't just throw some things around. Like I can fake some muffins, but you cannot fake Christianity and it take you further than the cross like we have an inheritance but so many of us get right here and we can never move forward because we are still trying to do it to make a way to make a plan 
to get from where we are right now to where we think that we ought to be and we miss we mess it up they may not ever know your name but it, it was never about how somebody else saw you or how you saw you because it's not about people at all it is about the glory of god the work that god is doing in your life is more than for just you And depending on your amount of obedience does depend on how you experience Christ. But it doesn't change your name. It doesn't change that it exists. <laughs> And it doesn't matter what it looked like before. But quit touching it. Like, quit. Even when you don't, like, I have not felt that small in years. And I pray that you don't either. I pray that you barrel forward to the cross and every place God asks you to go afterwards because he doesn't, he equips you. Like you are ready to do the work that he has for you because of who he is, not who you are. It is for the glory of God, not for people. And I just pray that you take that forward with you into your week. Um, you are loved, like, in infinitely loved if no one else is kind to you for the rest of your life it is but a fleeting moment so stay separate and move on and if they haven't forgiven you for the things that you have done in their life god has forgiven you And you have to move forward in that forgiveness because that is the call to pick up your cross and to follow him. I feel so much better. I've been trying to figure out what God was trying to tell me about the muffins for three weeks now.
God cares. And this is not the spirit that he wants us to walk in. We we walk in freedom from ourselves. <laughs> Under his authority for his glory and his plan on our lives. We we're just hanging out and asking what he needs us to do next. That that is what our life becomes. How we love others after Christ has loved us. Dear Heavenly Father, um, God, I pray for the girl that is still walking around and a debt that's been paid. God, she might have many names or four, but they matter to her. And I know that the hurt they cause matters to you. And so I just pray that you would give her not a spirit and a fear of condemnation, God, but that you would just pour your love out on her and let her know that the gospel changes everything. Everything about her name and her past and her history, even if it doesn't change her environment or her circumstances, God. I'm so thankful that you are who you say you are, even when we forget our new identities, God, and that we would just cling to the things that you have promised us that are ours, definitely ours, infinitely ours, God, and that we would go forth in your glory and in your honor and your forgiveness and your love and that we would share that with others and that it would just be a ripple and multiply God because you are good and you do good things and you're who you say you are God and we thank you for that God we're sorry not for the things that we've done but for, for the person that we are God and Lord you just made a way where there was no way and you opened the door for us to have fellowship with you, God. And we thank you. We thank, we praise you for that. These things we ask in your name. Amen. Have a good week. Love you guys. With a fair amount of tears, chicken nugget blessings in hand, we hope you leave this space different and certain that God is Lord, the Bible is real, and if you don't make it matter for your life, it probably won't.